and we'll do three claps. Thanks. And three, two, one. Hello, today we did pre-release. It's Saturday the 28th of 2019. And it's... Uh, September. Quarter to four. <laughs> I'm all sorts of jumbled up. Yeah, quarter to four for, on yeah, September the 28th. We just got back from pre-release at Mox Boarding House. I yeah. maintained my below average record that I've been doing a real good job of keeping going there. What do you mean? Just at pre-releases? Mm, just period. Oh. Just. That sounds. Worse mm. than average. Hmm. Mm -hmm. What was your final score? Do you not want to say? No, I don't care. It oh. was, I won my last round and lost the two before that. So it was one and two. I see. And mine was the opposite. I won the first two rounds and I lost the last round. The first two games went to three games, so that was good. But huh. the last round, it only went to two games. My opponent asked if I wanted to play an additional game afterwards, and they won that one as well. So no. <laughs> pretty sure their deck was better than mine. They were playing white-green food token, big giant things, and eat food, get bigger, and gain health, that sort of thing. Yeah. I've complained about, I don't know about complained, but I've, I've made the observation that in pre-releases, I almost never get some sort of bomb to build around. Hmm. And I think I've, I did decently at the last pre-release that we went to, M20, I think is what we went to. Hmm. And I went 3-0 and at that. So I, I did all right, and I didn't have any sort of crazy bomb. It was just a decent curve and large creatures that won the game. But today, I opened a Garrick... Huntsman here, cursed huntsman, and so as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh well, I'm gonna have to play." Why is it not focusing? Come on here. Um, too much to focus on. Well, whatever. You, right. it's that guy. And so, so I, you got a bomb. Yeah, I got a bomb and tried to build around it and made an okay deck, I guess. It, the, my losses were um, all fairly close games, and if I had gotten hmm. some like one more creature, even a small creature, just something, some other, some more of a board presence, I think I would have done a lot better. Mm. I, my, my pre-release promo was the Clack Bridge Troll, which is pretty, pretty decent. Oh, they're focused the, for a second. The, the one that gives your opponent goats and then they can sacrifice creatures to allow me to draw a card and gain three life, so. Did that get much play when you were playing with it? I think it came out once. How was it? Did you do anything it? didn't with it? do much of anything. It just kind of sat there. They had a ton of creatures, my opponent. They uh -huh. had, besides the three goats that I gave them, they had, I think, another four or five creatures that they were able to sacrifice to prevent the Clackbridge troll from doing anything for a time. Jeez. Um, although they weren't sacrificing goats or anything else because I don't think that they wanted me to draw that card, and I was just leaving him up as a defender because it just was not a good time to attack. Um, yeah, the, the curve was a, a little bit on the high end. I've got a beanstalk giant, one of these, mm -hmm. I don't know what they're calling these versions of, of the card. Looks kind of neat. 
or did for a moment there. There is a um, name that I can't remember what. So the special border, whatever. I had a giant roving keep here that the defender dealie that you can pay seven and give it plus two plus zero and it can attack. Like did it you get to defender. use that much? Nope. Oh. Nope. Probably the thing that did the most work for me was this guy, this eye collector. Oh, nice. Just sitting there and I put a giant skewer on it and I was just attacking for three in the air. Cool. Again and again and again. And uh, I've got a Piper of the Swarm mm. that makes rats, and that was able to do some stuff a couple of times. I was never able to get to three rats to, to steal anything, but mm. I don't know. It, it was okay. It was, I've built better decks, I'm sure, but I don't, I don't know. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was fine enough. Yeah. Mine, I wasn't too thrilled about. I really wanted to play blue. I like playing blue in limited and I was almost going to go into blue and white, mm. but it didn't feel very strong. I had that enchantment. It cost six blue, 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 that magic mirror enchantment. Six blue, blue, blue. And it costs one less for each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard. Huh, okay. But you put a little counter on it at the beginning of your upkeep, I think. And then you draw as many cards as there are counters on it. Okay. Right after that. Okay. So it seemed like a good card, and I was really trying to do it. But I ended up going black-white and focusing on knights, because hmm. um, I've heard that that's a strong way to go. And I also got this realm-cloaked giant. It was not a promo, but it's a fancy card. And I wasn't sure about it, but you, I'm glad you suggested that I try and put it in my deck. Mm -hmm. Because that card with this Forever Young, which I had two copies of... I was able to wipe the board, play that giant, and then once it died, play Forever Young and get it back on top of my library so I could wipe the board again with its adventure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Put it out there. And that helped me in the first two games. He came out all three games. All um, three round? rounds? Uh, rounds. Uh, yeah, it right. helped me out in the first two rounds. Um, he came out in all three games of the first round, mm. which was cool and definitely won me that round. Um, another card that I like to play with was Murderous Rider. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing that I didn't like is I couldn't use Forever Young on it because it goes to the bottom of your library. It doesn't end up in your graveyard uh, when it dies. What? Um, when it dies, you put it on the bottom of your Oh, library. I gotcha. Huh. So it was fine. Um, the Lonesome Unicorn I found was better than I thought it was going to be, mostly because of the white. Uh, it gave me uh, a 2-2 two -two white knight creature. Mm -hmm. Um, so that helped with other knights that I had that benefited from having other knights, like oh, the see. black white knight that's a gold card, um, that has death touch and its back end is oh. equal to however many knights, knights you yeah. have on the So it counts itself. It's a two, one at the very least. And then yeah. maybe bigger. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, it gets bigger. So there's a lot of that. I mean, it was fine. It wasn't all that exciting, but I do like the, the flavor of the set. I think it's neat. I like the look of it a lot. Yeah. I, I don't know about how it plays because I this is the first time that I've really yeah. played with only Eldraine. We've played some on Arena, but I haven't seen a ton of Eldraine cards on there. Um, it's a little slow. It is definitely slower, and I think that that has to do with um, a lack of mana fixing. Yeah. So... I... I, I 
I I like that it's slower because it feels like you don't have to play super aggressive decks and you can do other things. And like if you have a Garrick and you drop that, I mean that's that's the one kind of annoying thing about pre-releases. You can't really build your deck like you can in draft. It's just try and find the best cards in this heap that you have here. And sometimes that's amazing. And other times it's just sort of. All right, well, I, I have to go three colors because I just, I don't have enough creatures. Maybe I got, I got five blue ones and four red and tons of spells. I mean, they're all spells, but a bunch of non-creature spells. And I, so I, I'm going to have to go into a third. I mean, I can't do this with nine creatures. Three it's, colors with this set doesn't really work. It, it, that I saw somebody try to do Jeskai in my bad. first round and it just seemed like, I mean, they were able to cast spells, but mm. I definitely won that match. I read something, I think it was the uh, Minaguchi article about some different standard brews that he'd come up with, and something that he said, because he had a black-white knights and a red-white knights deck, I yeah. think, and he was saying that he tried looking at the three-color, and it just... It, the the mana base just didn't make for it. It didn't it didn't work well enough. That's um, unfortunate. And I before I even read that article, I was trying to make a three color deck built around I think Worthy Knight. I was thinking, ooh, Worthy Knight and Hero of Precinct One both net you cards when you play another kind of card. So I'm gonna try and abuse this and just get tons of one one humans out there and just swarm my opponent because uh, Hero of Precinct One get makes you a one one if you play a multicolored spell and Worthy Knight gets a 1-1 human if you play a knight creature. So I thought if I play knights and multicolored spells and I'm get, able to get all these these knights and 1-1s, but even with that Tournament Grounds card which taps for red Mardu colors um, for knights, it just, like the temples are too slow. Something that I, that I told you was that that deck wants to be playing a card every single turn, or multiple cards on, on every single turn, just like the White Weenie deck. And you can't do that with tap lands. You just, it's, comes into play tap, it, it's too slow. Yeah, not only the mana base, I mean, that definitely is a big, I think, reason. Mm -hmm. I think, anyway, you were just saying that you think so too, mm -hmm. that it's slower. But also the food. It's like every single yeah, color yeah. can make food and get food because artifacts produce food and mm -hmm. all food tokens you can pay to and sacrifice and gain three life. Yeah. And that doesn't seem like a lot, but if you have an opponent who has three plus food, like that's yeah. nine plus life. Right, right depend there. Depending on what they have. Yeah. So it's, I think in one of my matches, my opponent in one of the games got me down to like four and they were at 26 or something. Mm -hmm. And then they got down to three and I was at 21. It was just like this big swip, flip flop thing. Mm. Um, and I attribute that to food. <laughs> yeah. Because we each were able to eat some and change our state I in had a game, in a single game. The, the beans one, where if you play it, you can sacrifice two food and make a 7-7 seven, seven giant. Or if you don't do that, then you get three food. And then also the it's called the, the three little piglets ones where you you get three pigs wolf's quarry yeah you get three pigs and i think it was a real missed opportunity that the little boar creatures the little one ones didn't have aren't food on the other side i mean yeah no mm, 
Yeah. It just seems like it should have been a dual a dual faced card, and it just should have been the token. food on the other side. Yeah, yeah, the token. Yeah, that's weird. Um, but there whatever. A lot of different types of food tokens. Which is yeah. Interesting. But and then they, they had little tokens that have an explanation of what adventure is. Like it has the the design of adventure. Like it oh, would have yeah. a picture here, and then the, like the little storybook down here, and it would say adventure, and then it, or it explains says on what an it adventure is. Or something. I think I saw one person playing with that. And yeah. you're supposed to have it on the battlefield and then put the cards that are on an adventure on that. I saw, saw somebody that had printed out, I assume, printed out. It looked like a, it's kind of the size of a coaster, maybe a little bit bigger, but it was the some imagery from that podcast with the McElroy brothers, the Adventure Zone, their D&D thing. Okay. And so they had that right next to their deck, and so that when their cards were in a, the, on an adventure, they put it on the that Adventure Zone thing. Um <laughs> You know, whatever. There, there's Adventure Time, that show. And so I imagine we'll, we'll see a lot of different little things. Like, when energy was a thing, I saw people putting their energy counters on Pikachus or the the, oh. the energy, the lightning energy from, from Pokemon. That makes sense. Or whatever it is, the electric energy. I don't know. Whatever. I have no idea. I've never played that. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see how draft goes. Yeah. I would like to draft. Yeah, I, I, I'm down for drafting next Saturday because next next Friday Card Kingdom Mox Boarding House doesn't have uh, a Friday Night Magic. They Well, they do but it's sealed and I don't really feel like paying $60 for us to do a sealed event. We already did that. Yeah. That was it was, it was less. It was 50 bucks. It was $25 for today. But $60 is, That's so is much money. a lot. You can We can do two drafts and we open... We see as many packs. I, I don't Whatever. Um, there are just a few cards that I want to mention that were really helpful, mm. I think. There's this Reaper of the Night. Yeah. And its adventure is like a built-in mind rot that costs one more. So you target opponent, discards two cards, and then you play it. And if your opponent has two or few cards in, two or fewer cards in hand, then... This has flying, so it has some evasion. Golden Egg was also really nice because it replaces itself and it allows you to gain life. You can also pay one and sacrifice it to add one mana of any color, but I, I didn't find a use for that because I didn't have any problem with mana, mm. really, um, throughout any of these. And then this Resolute Rider I really liked as well mm. because you can pay five and it's indestructible and it has lifelink. Mm. And that can be a big problem, especially if your opponent doesn't have a blocker or something, and you yeah. give it life length, and that's eight life between, yeah. like, it, it's four down for them and four up for you. Oh, I see. So it's two to give it life link, and then an, another three to give it indestructible, so you don't have to do, I see. Yeah, so if you, you pay yeah. five, you're getting giving it both of those abilities. Yeah, that wasn't very clear. And then there's this golem creature that I liked. Oh, wait, no, it's not a golem. It's Prophet of the Peak. Oh, this thing. That's right. It costs six. But usually when you're able to cast this, like, mm -hmm. the it's later in the game, and this thing has Scry 2 on it, mm -hmm. which helps a lot in Limited. Yeah, later on, for sure, I when found. you're trying to find those last few big yeah. game-swinging things. Yeah, and that giant was the thing that was winning me games, so I, there was one game where I was digging and digging and digging and stalling out the game. Just My, to try and find that giant? Yeah. And I ended up finding it. The whole reason why is there's this enchantment that was on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. And I had gotten that in my packs. And I didn't put it in my, my deck because the people around me 
that I was asking how it worked were yeah. wrong about gonna, how it worked. Yeah, I was just going to mention this enchantment. This Aww. basically won another guy. It costs three and a black. And a black. And whenever, it says whenever an, a, I don't even have it. Uh, a creature attacks, you gain one a life and your opponent loses one life. And I thought it was for that combat step. So I oh. I declare this one or these five or this whatever. Revenge yeah, Revenge of, of Yes, yeah, of Raven. Revenge of Ravens. But no, it's per attacking a creature. So you attack with four creatures, I lose, I just automatically lose four life. This is what we're, what, what, what I was up against in my second round. My opponent had that on, on the on the ground and he's like, oh, it's for each creature. And I said, oh, it's for one creature. Call a judge over there and nope, judge says, nope, it's per, per, per creature. Okay. So I attack with three creatures, you gain three, I lose three. What I'm dealing here has to be more than, I mean... It has to be worth it somehow. Yeah. It has to be double that. And so it's just, more. I was just sitting back, just, I, I couldn't really get through that effectively. Yeah. So I, I had no way of getting around that. So I wanted to get my giant out because I was at like eight life or something. Mm -hmm. And I had a bunch of little night weenies. Mm -hmm. And if I could just get that knight out, wipe the board... Or the giant out and wipe the board and then start attacking. With I the, could. He's swing. a what seven seven or something. Yeah, and he yeah. has vigilance. Yeah. Then it could have been a different story, but I lost that game. I think this wicked guardian is actually a pretty decent card because it's hmm. a you don't have to deal the two damage to another creature. It's a may, hmm. and if you do, then you draw a card. And black has a lot of things that have small butts in this set. One, two, but. If you are paired with another color, and you probably will be, you can deal that damage to something else that, like I had this gargoyle, this uh, one, or it's a zero three, a Lockshwain gargoyle. Oh yeah, I've heard good gargoyle. things about that. So this guy just kind of sits there, blocks things, and you can pay, but that that's the kind of body that you can deal three two damage to, and you do it after combat or, or later on where you're not as much risk of, of losing it, and yeah. then you draw a card. Um, or you, maybe you want to kill a creature. Maybe something like that Cruel Celebrant, this would have a place. I don't know if this is constructed worthy. <laughs> Probably not. Common. It's a little expensive. Yeah. For 4-2. I think it's pretty it's good okay. for limited. I, I don't know about Garrick. Hmm. What don't you know about him? expensive. For what you get? Yeah. I noticed that when I was playing in Arena, but then I thought, well, maybe I'm not playing him right. Because I think the wolves that he creates, just from the little I played with him, mm -hmm. are for blocking only. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to have something to block him with because he doesn't have a plus ability. Right. The only plus ability is killing off those wolves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to see more games with him in it. Yeah. I'll, I'll spend some more time. I've got a, a deck that I've... I've called Let's Eat because it has that savvy hunter gal in it. Um, I didn't get one of those in, in my, my packs here. I would have loved to have one in my deck. It would have been pretty nice. But it's been working actually halfway decently on Arena. It revolves around her. I, I just picked her because that's probably my favorite card from the set, just art-wise and, and flavor. And I thought, okay, I'm going to make a, a deck with, with her. And so I put her, and then I put some giant skewers in there because I thought, wait, if... if one food is good per combat, then two's pretty good as well if they block. So started doing that, and then it's got Vraska. It's got a, I took the Garricks out because we don't we didn't own any, and I thought, well, I want to play 
with cards that we actually own in paper so that if this works in Arena, then I can construct this. But now that I've opened one of these guys, I'll put one of him back in the deck and see see how it goes. It's been it's been alright. I think it needs some tweaking, but the one area where I've noticed it it suffers is dealing with bigger creatures. Like mm. uh, my opponent in one game had a couple of wicked wolves. This is on arena, not not pre-release. Mm. And I couldn't deal with them. I had Ritual of Soot and I've got Hero's Downfall, which exiles a creature with converted mana cost four greater, but it's just one creature and if they have a bunch of things out there it's what do I do here? Which I guess is where Garrick would be okay. You just start making an army of wolves and come at me, bro. I guess so. I, you, you could do spot removal. Yeah, but then, yeah. Yeah. I don't like one for ones. I want two for one or better. <laughs> okay. But you can't always get what you want. Um, Not in that color, apparently. With the record that I got, I got these three booster packs. Oh, and they all have different art on them. Look at that. Oh, fancy. And I was given a core set 2020 pack. Sorry for being bad at this game. No, it was just, it was a random handout. They say it's random. Yeah. But I got one too. <laughs> I, I, I gave it, it to a, an eight-year-old boy. All right, so I'm going to open this. And maybe we got one of those little cards that you want. A oh, mouse token. A mouse token at the front. Wait, what? Are these backwards? No, they're just set up like Basically. Japanese packs for some reason. Oh, you I didn't, didn't notice even notice that, that in yeah. the front or the first. Oh, mouse. I think that is for the carriage. Oh, There's a carriage thing. I did not see one about. of these planes. This is and probably my favorite planes from this. It's definitely the favorite planes from the set. Storm Fist Crusader, which you got one of those, right? Yeah, and my this this planes is really pretty. I got a beanstalk. Frogify. My opponent frogified my stuff. Frogifying. Ooh, we got a fling. We got a fling. There it is, folks. A fling. That's so exciting. Oh no. So in this promo pack, what do we get here? What do we have? We got an island. Ooh, you never seen one of those before. A stamped island. A card that is worthless. When <laughs> we can't even play with that. A thrashing Brontodon, that's fine. And Thimble of Epiphany. Oh, sweet. Okay. Well, it's fine. Hmm. Dual color lands are. Oh, fun. it'll be fun to put all these cards away. Hmm. Actually, it won't be so bad. Fun? We've got them all sorted now. It'll be pretty simple. You're welcome. Oh, see, this is that on an adventure token. Yeah, so it's kind of we'll be back in 15 minutes or whatever. Uh, I got a forest. I got Charming Prince. He actually seems decent because he's versatile. Mm hmm. Uh, that doesn't go there. And then Bell of the Brawl and Deathless Knight and Righteousness are my Oh, Bell of the Brawl. What did it sound like I said? Ball. Oh, Bell of the maybe ball. I did say ball. Usually that's how it goes. Last pack. Got a rat token. A little rat for the Piper deck. And I got a mountain that you thought was something else. What? Oh, I thought that was some some sort of 
when I was guessing art. Yes, yes. Um, and Clackbridge Troll, Clackbridge the old, troll. the goat giver. Now we have two. Bognati. Bognati. Inspiring veteran. And into the story. That's it. Oh, get baked. Into a pie. You could put that in your Golgari deck. Mm-hmm. I could. Hmm. Maybe. Woo. Yeah, so overall thoughts of the set is, for me, I like the flavor a lot. I think that's great. How it plays mechanically. I like the adventure thing. The adamant thing seems like it was tacked on kind of last minute. Like, oh, we need more mechanics. Oh, okay, so how about this? Sure. I don't, it's fine. Um, I definitely think that they should use adventure again in some other sets. I, I think it would make a lot of... I think it would, it, it would work. You could kind of shove it into probably any set, really. I mean... Yeah, there was... My last opponent had a green card with an adventure, and the adventure part gave a target creature of his plus two, plus two until end of turn. Yeah, I've and, got that. And he said, I don't even really care... Or, if this was a card by itself, I probably wouldn't have played it. Mm -hmm. But because it's on this creature and I want to play that creature, then. This guy? I figured I may as well. I have the mana for it and I can play him next turn. So. Yeah. So it just adds a bonus effect to, to creatures. And mm -hmm. I, I think that's. I think it's a great. A great idea and it works real well because now, as opposed to just a 3 2 for 3. He's got this other ability, and 3-2 for 3, or 3-2 for 4 mana is terrible. Like you wouldn't normally play that, but since it's got this additional effect that you can do, I don't... Is that card advantage? I feel like it, it yeah, would Yeah, I kind of feel like it is, because you've got two, two things going on as opposed to just one. How how some of these other expensive cards that are, that are currently expensive, like Brazen Borrower... It doesn't. It doesn't feel right. I'm. I, I guess what you can do there is you go turn one, maybe say fairy miscreant, pass. An opponent does something, comes back to you. Okay, you play your second land. Pass. They play their creature, and it's a pretty significant tempo advantage in your favor because at the end of your turn you flash in the brazen bow or you send it on an adventure, bounce whatever they played on their turn to to their hand. And then it comes to your turn, and I don't, I guess you can flash, I mean, no, I don't know. I, I guess there's probably some shenanigans with unsummon, and then you flash him in, and you can start attacking, and you can unsummon him to your hand to bounce something back to their hand, and there's probably some nifty little things like that that you can do. Maybe with Scholar of the Ages and, and getting, like, unsummons back and return creatures to your hand type things. That's something I realized with these adventure cards is that if you can get them back to your hand after they're out on the battlefield as a creature, mm -hmm. then they're... You can go on an adventure they again. They can go back on the adventure, yeah. So they, their usefulness is... It, it's beguiling. It, it seems like, oh, it's just a one-cast thing, and then... No, 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 no. Some of these are, are probably pretty decent because if it's a sorcery and it does something like, I don't know, the Beanstalk Giant, that's, uh, this isn't going to see constructed play, I don't think, but 
this kind of thing that allows you to search your library for a land, put it into the play tapped, and then you can get him out here a little bit earlier. So hmm. I, I don't know. I, I, haven't, I don't know what all the adventure cards do, but there's probably some where it makes a lot of sense to get it back to your hand like that fairy that's a counter spell. Yeah, play it as a counter spell and then play it as a fairy. Oh, you're going to kill it? No, I'm going to bring it back to my hand and then counter your thing. So there's probably some pretty neat shenanigans and interactions that, that are in the set that it's just going to take time for people to figure out and go, okay, how does this all, the, the puzzle of this set, not just on its own, but with all of the, the Ravnica stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very curious to see that. I think I'm probably going to build that agent of treasure Some sort deck. of agent deck. I just, I just like it. Yeah. 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 I mean, why not? I think I'm going to play that Golgari... Savvy Hunter deck until something comes along that... If there's something in the meta that says me all over it, then I'll play that. Mm. But if there isn't, then I'll just do some homebrew shenanigans, try things out on Arena, and then yeah, put it together. Yeah, plus we have so much gold on Arena, we can start drafting yeah. once that's up, once which that. is, what, 48 hours away or something? Yeah, it's on the 30th, I think. So we'll see how this goes, and we'll give some thoughts in the coming weeks but as of right now it's i like the flavor but as far as mechanics go i i'm not really sure what to think of it yeah i, I just I, yeah there were times during my games where i just kind of went Ugh, okay now we have to sludge back through this mess mm -hmm. <laughs> or trudge or whatever that's just kind of how limited goes sometimes though. So I don't know if that's hmm. how much of that is due to the the format that we played today and how much of it is due to Eldraine. That's true. Because of the formats that exist, I think Sealed is one of the slower ones. Yeah. Things can get pretty bogged down and you're just kind of sitting there and it's like, well, it's not safe for me to attack. It's not safe for me to attack. Okay. Pass the turn. And pass the turn, I'll play a land, and pass the turn, and pass the turn. And that's where Garrick really shined, whereas that, like, okay, well, huh. we're not doing anything, but I'm getting two wolves a turn, and pretty soon this is going to be a really big problem for you, which is exactly what happened. It's like, okay, I've got six wolves here, and one of them's got a giant skewer on it, and they're all coming at you, so <laughs> now what? Uh, well, I don't really want to block them, because I, if I block them, then they die, with all the things that I've got at this point out on the board, and so your Garrick gets huge, and I don't want you getting to that emblem. Ugh, but I don't really want to take 12 to the dome, so... Yeah, that's the thing. His emblem is not that far away. No, it's pretty close. It's, it's nasty. So if you're able to do something like... I mean, he costs 6 to play, You put, and he comes into play with 2. Or, I mean, five loyalty, and then you drop two wolves. If you can kill those wolves off really quickly, um, yeah, like Ritual of Soot right after you do that, and he gets a whole bunch of loyalty counters. I, seems uh, okay. Yeah. Seems okay. Seems, seems all right. Uh, okay. We'll... We'll put these cards away. We'll put these cards away. <laughs> and then we'll be back at some point after that. Yeah. Like, days later days later <laughs> weeks later all of the above all right thanks for listening thanks for watching thanks for
tolerating our nonsense. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.